Bounce by Matthew Syed. One sentence summary. Bounce shows you that training trumps talent every time. By explaining the science of deliberate practice, the mindset of high performers, and how you can use those tools to become a master of whichever skill you choose. My favorite quote from the author is, Winners aren't born, they're made. Matthew Syed. I remember Ty kept raving about this book in 2014. Ty Lopez, that is. Matthew Syed is a former table tennis professional who has the number one, who was the number one English player for several years and went to the Olympics twice. Since 1999, he writes for the Times and Bounce was his first book about how high performers, like himself, achieve their success. Here are my takeaways. 1. With intense practice, two changes will occur in your brain to make it more effective. 2. Even minor details can inspire you to work hard for your success. 3. You can avoid choking under pressure by telling yourself that it's not a big deal. Let's look at what it takes to be successful in detail. Bounce, lesson one. When you practice a lot, two changes will make your brain more effective. This answers the question, what structural changes occur in the brain of high performers? Table tennis players often seem to have lightning fast reaction times, right? But when scientists ran a bunch of tests on the English national team's players, they found the best player, Desmond Douglas, to have the slowest reaction times. How does this go together? Well, Douglas's brain has been trained to quickly assess situations in a table tennis match through years of practice, but only when he's playing. Because he's seen so many balls fly towards him in so many different ways, his brain can easily estimate even the most complex trajectories and give him more time to react than other players with less practice. However, that doesn't make him a better driver. In an everyday car crash, he wouldn't hit the brakes any faster than you or me. The second thing that happens is that his brain uses other areas to perform than the brain of a beginner. Since a lot of his actions happen on autopilot, the subconscious part of his brain is really in charge here. Instead of wasting the resources of his prefrontal cortex on trying to get the ball spin right, he can use his brain to think about tactics, because the movements of his hand are taken care of. Bounce, lesson 2. You can be inspired to work hard by the most trivial details. Do you know the story of the 4-minute mile? Basically, for thousands of years, humans believed it was not possible to run a mile in less than 4 minutes. It seemed like the human body just wasn't capable of doing it. The record stalled in the 1940s. For nine years, no one could get past 401. Then, in 1954, Roger Bannister finally broke the mark. Within a month, another guy did it. Over the next four years, 20 more people broke the barrier, bringing the record all the way down to 356. When the hell did it become so easy for so many people? Well, the moment someone did it, that had even the slightest relation to them. 11 of those 20 people come from UK-related countries, like Ireland, New Zealand, or Australia. Roger Bannister was British. Syed calls this motivation by association. He says if we find even the slightest similarity between someone successful and ourselves, it can motivate us to multiply our work efforts. Bounce, lesson 3. You can tell yourself an event is not a big deal to avoid choking under pressure. This answers the question, how do I deal with stressful situations? What happened to Eminem when he finally got his shot to show everyone how good he was at rapping live on stage? He choked. Looking into hundreds of faces, knowing they were all expecting him to fail, 
the pressure to perform became so enormous that all his hardly trained rhyming skills seemed to vanish. What can happen to all performers in such a high-pressure situation is that their conscious brain takes over, because it usually allows them to take extra caution and be very alert of every movement, so they don't make a mistake. However, when it's all on the line, that's not exactly what you want. It's right in those moments that you want your subconscious to be in charge, so you can actually reap the benefits of all your hard training. You can combat this performance anxiety by telling yourself that it's really not such a big deal, and that the event doesn't matter to you. Compare it to your health, your family, your spouse, or your best friends. Does it really matter whether you win or lose the Super Bowl? This will allow you to stress less and unleash your hard-earned skills. And sure enough, once he stopped giving a damn about the whole event or what everyone thinks of him, Eminem went back and crushed it. My personal takeaways from Bounce for 2017. Love the concept of deliberate practice. Really cool book. Matthew Syed, cool guy. I'm a table tennis fan myself. Uh, I played quite a lot just for fun as a hobby, not even in a club or anything. But people always tell me like when we play for when I play for fun with friends, I can beat quite a few of them so it's it's a fun game for me uh so there you have it i can relate to him um just talked about this in the summary so i got the recommendation for this book from ty lopez in 2014 i don't think the book was new at that point i think it it was republished or something it came out or it got an update or something because i remember i had a new cover with a spring on it like a metal spring um and then he kept talking about it so eventually i looked into it and uh yeah, seems like a cool, cool guy, cool concept. So uh, a couple ways I I can see these lessons in my life. So the two changes in your brain. Okay, so this this uh, reaction time specific training, or let's call it domain specific training. I think it was Joshua Fur in Moonwalking with Einstein. Not exactly sure who talked about this domain-specific knowledge. So chess players have a massive knowledge, right? Like they know the, the entire field. They know thousands of moves by heart, thousands of strategies, of sequences of moves, of placements of the pieces on the board. Like it's insane. But this knowledge is limited to chess. So that doesn't make chess players necessarily any smarter than the average person. And the same thing happens here. And with me, I guess um, that's with writing, right? Like I can quickly assess a written piece now um, on its quality and content and structure. And I can quickly spot a few things. So just this week or last week, a friend, he has to write essays for a seminar on food. It's about the culture of food and how food changes our culture and society and impacts and so on it's from the school technical university of munich so he sent me his he had to write a response essay to some of the papers they read it's like 600 words very short so he sent his to me and said like can you look over it i was like sure and then i looked at it right like i made a couple of changes i saw like yeah that could go here you could extend that replace that word here add a sentence there so on did some stuff right uh and then he afterwards he handed it in he said like oh yeah i did really well like i was uh, happy with it and he's like yeah i thought like mine was okay it was pretty well and then you look and after you gave it back to me i was like whoa like, this is really good uh. and he's like, like how long did that take you and i was like i don't know like 15 20 minutes and he was he's laughed he's like that's like insane because it took him i don't know like an hour he said to write the 600 words and then a couple more 
or a, a lot of time more thinking about what he was going to say. So to him, it was like not a very big deal, not a very, very big effort on my end. But that's just all the trained expertise, right? Like I can spot things fast. So, but that doesn't make me any better at solving math equations, right? Or translating texts, for example, because that's slightly different. Um, then again, the brain using other areas to perform. I think, um, I don't know exactly what happens there and especially with writing, but what I've noticed recently is that I'm starting to develop a sort of writing sense where I can sort of feel, uh, I, in one of the emails, newsletters I send out, I alluded to it, I called it a writing sense, like a spidey sense from Spider-Man. Um, while I'm writing something, sometimes now, or it, it happens more often that I can tell this is going to do well, like this is going to resonate really, really well, I know it. And then these things really do take off and so I guess I'm better at emo like EQ, like judging, like empathy, like judging how it's going to resonate from the reader's perspective or something like that. And that probably comes from that um, brain using other areas, right? And my brain doing things on autopilot. So the good thing of this is now, even if I write something completely on autopilot where I know uh, I'm not going to do like super well today, it still does all right because subconsciously, I do a couple things right, um, and then on the other hand, sometimes I really, when I really have time and I can really get into the zone, I can use it to craft and pull things together that I know are really going to do well. Uh, second lesson: you can be inspired to work hard by the most trivial details. Just a very fun short note I wrote about what I wanted, what I'm pursuing, what kind of goal. Uh, on Quora, it was about I said I want freedom, like I want the ultimate freedom. And the way I imagine it, the vision in my head, whether that's something I really strive for or not, is like a house on a hill with like a green meadows all around. It's very, very green, very nature-like, like forest close by, one house on top of the hill. I'm in that house. I step outside. It's like I raise my arms. I'm like super free. And like from this fortress of freedom, from this standpoint of freedom, I get to choose and do whatever I want. And that's when I do my best work. Uh, and then one of the commenters said like, yeah, living that laptop lifestyle, like it's really powerful. I haven't quite achieved my income goal, but I've already, I, at least I live on the hill. And this person shared a picture of a grassy hill, right? That they apparently lived on or close by to. I was like, awesome, man. Like this guy did it. So can I. And that was, I don't know the person. I have no idea who they are. I have no idea what he or she does. I just know like they live on a hill and like that's like sort of similar to my vision that's really cool and that inspired me to work really hard that day so you can you can get motivation from anywhere and everywhere basically and the last one dealing um, avoiding pressure or dealing with pressure I think a great thing to do if you do something creative like writing podcasting YouTube videos whatever is to create and ship every day have a unit of work you publish every single day that's super powerful because you know no matter how well or how bad one does you there's always the next day and you just have to show up again and put in your work so that's a very powerful way to integrate this anti-stress method into your everyday life um because yeah it's like oh no big deal right like i'll just write again tomorrow um so that's a super powerful practice to make this sort of happen on autopilot um and then other occasions something like exams in school so whenever I sit in one and I realize oh, I'm not going to do too well on this one because like it's just too tough, right? The questions are not, they don't match what I studied too well. Um, I try to zoom out and think, yeah, well, this is six, this is like five credits, six credits. 
the master's total is 120 credits. That's like five to six percent of my degree. The degree is just a thing on my on my resume, like it's one line on a piece of paper. It's one part of why people would eventually hire me. Like that's not a big deal, right? So zoom out to the long-term perspective. That also makes it very powerful. And then, of course, as Matthew Syed mentioned, the comparisons with health, family, spouse, happiness, the things that are truly important in life. Um, you can afford to suck out on almost uh, any event. Also, Eminem, uh, I was referring to the song Lose Yourself, where he raps about this exact experience and journey, uh, which is also the only, I think, hip-hop soundtrack that ever won a an, an Oscar. I'm not exactly sure. Also, from the movie Eight Mile, great movie, highly recommended, especially if you do something artistic, uh, super cool, and it shows just Eminem's journey. Yeah, and uh, in the end, yeah, he just stopped giving a damn about what anyone thinks about the event itself, and then sort of the stress went away, and he did better. So I really hope you enjoyed the summary. Cool idea, cool concept, deliberate practice. Go get it. Um, go go work with it, with this idea, with this concept. Integrate it into your daily life, and I will see you on the other side of success, or on the next summary. We'll see.